0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Swing for Defences podcast. I'm your host, Jean-Luc. Thank you for joining me today on episode four. Today's guest is Rani Yahya. He is a longtime UFC veteran. Uh, He fights in the bantamweight division. um, He's mainly known for his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. As in 2007, he won the ADCC Submission Wrestling World Championship. So, at the highest level in terms of jiu-jitsu, as well as obviously MMA, as he's fought in the UFC for a number of years now. He's coming off a win um, quite recently in March, um, coming off a submission win via arm triangle joke. He's one of the longest serving bantamweight fighters in the UFC's history. Um, He's been fighting with the UFC all the way back in 2011, so realistically, he's been there for a long time. Um, in today's episode, we spoke mainly about um, his career, where he sees himself in a couple of years, but I'm not going to get into too much detail, as you're going to hear more about him in the podcast later on. Um, I want to announce for the first time we have a podcast sponsor. Um, This podcast is sponsored by Rage Room Malta. Um, Rage Room Malta is Malta's very first uh, rage room, as it it describes. It's a place where you can go and take your anger out, enjoy smashing. If you enjoy raging, if you just want to break something, Rage Room Malta is a place to be. Um, It's opening soon. And uh, follow them on Instagram, Rage Room Malta, for more information as it comes. Anyways, into the podcast. I hope you enjoy the interview and um, see you guys next week. Thank you. How's it going? Um, Too good. So good. Uh, So you're coming off a win um, against Ray Rodriguez uh, not too long ago.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you feel feel now you know you have a win again. You're back in the win column. How does that feel?
1: It feels good to be a winner. That's all I can say for now, <laughs> it was great to be a winner. <laughs> and uh, uh, the, Yeah, I put a lot of effort to achieve that goal, to win that fight, to submit, you know, it's been the whole pandemic training. Uh, before before my, my fight, before that, before Enrique, but all I had a shoulder surgery where I put a lot of effort on recovering. so it was a long time process to achieve this win. And I'm happy, man. Uh, well, I did put a lot of effort on that.
0: And uh, obviously this time, you know, you have the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you, you're, you have more submissions in bantamweight history. Am I right? I mean, you, you are the best in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I think, in the bantamweight division, for sure. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much,
0: um, yeah. Uh, do you believe, Though so that maybe you should be in the rankings and maybe ranked higher or do you not pay attention to that stuff?
1: Yeah, I don't really pay attention. I really don't care. But if I should be, yes, I should be. I believe so. I believe I should be there. Um, you know, uh, fighting against the top guys. You know, there are so many fights that we can do it. That we can do. I challenge you, right, Faber. I think it would be a great matchup. But uh, I don't think it will happen anytime soon.
0: Who so, uh, who do you believe that will accept the contract and uh, the fight against you or if it comes to them? Uh, do you, you, know?
1: you know what? Uh, I had the, I uh, David Grant. We fought the same night. I believe uh, there are pretty good chances for us to fight because we fought the same night. He won by knockout. I won by by submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've been in the UFC for a long time, both of us, we kind of have the same profile. It would be a very interesting matchup, uh, and, and yeah, I think I think
0: so. I think him. I think it will end up being him. How how likely do you think that will happen anytime soon, or or maybe far away?
1: I, I think,
0: I'm, uh, uh Next
1: semester, July, from July, August, sometime around that time. You know, they, they already have plenty of fight books. So I believe it will be around that time.
0: And uh, you have quite a long MMA record career. You've been, you know, fighting for a long time now. Two or three years, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself retiring at a certain age or do you want to keep fighting, keep fighting?
1: Yeah, bro. Uh, as long as I'm winning and make money, uh, it makes sense for me to continue, you know, because mm-hmm. what, I, what, I, what I see about some retirements is that, they, is that, uh, that the retirements that are very criticized are, are some retirements where the guy have not been winning for a long time and he keeps trying to win. So when he's not winning, he's not making money. So when the tank starts to go down, uh, I think it's time to to stop. Like you don't have to wait until you like five knockouts in a row or stuff yeah. like that. You you, you, know, you don't want to
0: you don't want to end up like BJ Penn is what you're trying to say, I assume. Like, yeah, you know, uh smart
1: retirement, in my opinion, a very smart retirement, Michael Bisping, you know. Yes. Uh he won the title, he defended. And then he lost the title to GSP in a very big fight. And then he lost to Calvin Gaston. Right away, he stopped. Mm -hmm. Now he's a commentator uh, for ESPN. I mean, uh, everyone wants to retire like Habib and GSP. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we have to think smart, you know, because... uh, uh, I, I, I think it's like a investment, this thing, you know? So I think uh, if you're winning and making more money, I always think like that. If, I, if uh, my next fight, I gonna make more money than my previous fight and my last fight. So if I, my, my purse is still increasing and I'm still winning is pointless for me to, to stop unless it's a healthy condition. I mean, health is above everything. It's the most important thing. We always have to take care of ourselves. But uh, you know, it's, it's our job. But as long as as long as you're not making, you're not winning, and you're not making the same amount of money, then I think the right thing is is to stop, you know, or maybe uh, do a big change.
0: And uh, let's say. do decide to retire when you feel like the time is right do you want to coach maybe help the brazilian fighters come up and and become even bigger as they once were in the ufc because obviously nowadays uh, the Brazilians don't have that many champions as they once did Do you believe that soon with your coaching and with help you can see a bunch of brazilian champions coming out of your gym could you see that happening
1: yeah yeah of course yeah i have a now a, a jiu-jitsu team now where i'm yeah. the head instructor some guys fight mma uh so but i'm still active i'm still competing i'm not 100 focused on that yeah. but sometimes i will be i also always see myself as a competitor you know uh nowadays man there's so many offers for for fighters, uh, like, uh, like you know, after 40, after 50 years old, man, I think uh, that fight between Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. is a revolution in the sport. You know, uh, very soon we're going to see fighters over 50 years old uh, fighting, like uh, legends fighting. You know what? Change, things are changing so much. Like 20 years ago, when I was beginning in the sport, like a 36, 35-year-old would never fight. He would be considered an old man. Now there are so many tools to keep yourself healthy, and fight. And sometimes you, at, at that point when you're 36, 38, you're even better than when you were 26. So we don't know what's the peak of the, of the, the age. That is the peak of the athlete right now. You know. Uh, because uh, I used to remember something that our coach for me told me, the peak of male strength is when you turn 26. Well, uh, six, seven years ago, Donna White said that the peak of, uh, of the performance of a UFC fighter is between 28, 29. But you see young Blackovich being a champion at 38. A- after he comes from a lot of ups and downs. Daniel Correa, yeah. many guys. So, I mean, there, there are so many things changing in the world, technology, supplements, doctors that that can give longevity for our careers, you know. So there's yeah. so many options. And it makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah, uh, because uh, if you see Rajon, Tyson, or, or anyone um, who got the legend status, mm-hmm. they had a whole career of uh, uh, uh working on being famous and working on on their own name and then they go and then they get older they already have so many fans that are gonna watch them because he had a 20 uh, 25 years uh, career where he was fighting and uh, making a, a big name for himself so I mean it, it, it is something interesting something interesting to mm-hmm. think about you know. I flirt with retirement a lot, man, because weight uh, cut never gets easier. Uh, in sparring sessions, we are way more educated nowadays. You know about sparring. Like um, I-, I spent so many years, man, left uh, uh, living my my career in the gym. Yeah, living my my best potential in the gym, doing hard sparring in the gym you know uh, and not performing well in fights so right now we we're very well oriented about how to do sparring so uh, all these things are evolving so it's important for us as an athlete you know. Uh,
0: um, Max Holloway said that he hasn't sparred for his last two fights do you maybe believe that's a correct mentality to completely cut out sparring or do you have to do sparring?
1: man uh-huh. uh, what, what do you, you asking me you ask me if I believed Max Holloway if you believe if you I, could I, do that okay you could cut out sparring in your opinion as a fighter. I, I like sparring. I feel it's important for for timing sparring you know I would uh, uh, I would go to a fight a lot more confident if I put myself in a, in a dangerous situation where I could get knocked out. Or, or, or submitted, or that having someone beating me up. But even that, you gotta be very well orientated. You know, I wanna feel that, but my spine partner knows that he can. That 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 I gonna have a fight coming up, and he gotta be be aware of how to make me help me, help me win, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why coaches are important on or, 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 uh, orientating fighters, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, man, there's so many ways to spy as well, you know, like uh, one way that I really enjoy spying is like small MMA gloves, red hat, small MMA gloves, a shirt off and fight shots, just the way we fight, right? But we cannot do the way we fight, otherwise would be a fight. Like we, I, we cannot throw mm-hmm. hard punches and hard kicks, you know? Uh, and then that's a good way to spy, you know, you kind of get a little bit of the time, you know, t- timing to get closer, time to the take down. For me as a grappler, that works very well. Another way that uh, I like to spy a lot is chip pads and, uh, Training gloves, not big uh, boxing gloves, but training gloves. Like one, one not MMA glove. It's look like an MMA glove on, on the fingers, the way you adjust the fingers, and it's a little. Uh, I know what you mean.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you like a combination I mean? of both. Yeah. They're like a combination, combination of, of boxing. Both.
1: So yeah. uh, I, I mean, uh, we we can inspire. Like uh, I would consider nowadays the hard spine sessions that with with that kind of glove. Uh, you know, that simulates the fights a lot, really simulates the fight situation. So, and I mean, head gears are very important, you know, but I don't think you have to spy like twice a week like people used to say, especially for me, man. Let's suppose that uh, I'm mean, in a very good shape, okay? Uh, my weight is low and they, they call me the, and they say, hey, You'll have a fight three weeks from now. I probably wouldn't spar. I would consider that the, the other 39 professional bouts that I had was my sparring for my next fight, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe I think that that's what Holloway, uh, not the message that he's trying to say or anything like that, but that's uh, how he kind of feel inside his mm-hmm. mind. You know, that's his mindset, I believe, like, He's been in so many wars, man, that, you know, that uh, that he feels good in the octagon. And the other thing is, man, uh, uh, the war inside the octagon is different than any sparring session, man. Uh, you can inspire, you can, you can inspire uh, any way you want in your life, but uh, the, uh, to simulate a mixed martial arts fight is only inside that cage, you know.
0: And uh, you're obviously a phantom Mate fighter, you've been for a long time now. What's your opinion about that uh, finish in the fight between Peter Jan and uh, 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 Jermaine Sterling? What, do you, what is your opinion?
1: <laughs> my opinion? Yeah.
0: <sighs> be, honest, be honest, be
1: honest. Yeah. the champion. I'm going to be very honest. Sterling is the champion, mm. okay? I'm going to explain you my point of view. Estan the champion, and his mistake was get the belt and throw the belt away, you know, because the thing is that game for me as a jiu-jitsu fighter, that game is about mistakes. I want my opponent to make a mistake for me to finish him. I want to induct my my opponent to make a mistake for me to finish him. The fight, okay. uh, Peter Young was winning the fight but Aljamain w- was giving Yan was giving a fight he wasn't getting beat up he still had a chance and Yan was the one who made the mistake okay, wasn't Uh why did he make a mistake? because he was nervous, because he was he didn't, he didn't know the rules for but but Aljamain wasn't nervous, and Aljamain was was aware of the rules. Wasn't Aljamain who threw the knee? If if he listened, uh, the people are talking about Ian. Ah uh, uh, uh that he listened to his corner. They were Russian. They're speaking to Russian. Still Jan's it's still Ian's responsibility. still because Aljamain didn't listen something wrong from the corner, and do it. Because let me tell you, man, cornerman's say a lot of shit to us during a fight. If we do, if we do everything that the equipment tell us to do it, we're done. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're done. Mm-hmm. We got to have the feeling. We got to absorb. Okay? I'm not talking about uh, uh, the capacity of the equipment, but it's the equipment do what they have to do. Fighters are the ones who need to absorb. So, clear to me, uh, Aljamain won, and he... And I think uh, he was very emotional. He threw his belt away. But he, uh, if he was clear, I think the right thing for him to do was to put the belt around the waist. I'm the champion. Okay. Uh, and that's it, man. But tell me, why would Aljamain call out a disqualification? We're talking about a businessman. If he's the, the champion, he's going to get a rematch right away. So, mm-hmm. oh, by my understanding, I don't know how much he makes, but a, a championship fight, you make at least half a million dollars. Okay, a mm-hmm. non-title fight for Aljamain, mm-hmm. he's not gonna make that at all. I cannot. I, you can be sure that he's not gonna make that at all, bro. Like uh, people mm-hmm. use the example of uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Anthony Smith and John Jones. That yes, Anthony yes. Smith was a man, okay, he was a man, but he's probably a million dollars less richer, okay? Mm. And let he me tell been. about He could have John Jones. Yeah, and let me tell you about being a man. Mm. Let me tell you something about being a man, a true belief. The capacity of a man to make money tells a lot of his effort, his intelligence, and his, his personality, okay? <laughs> So, uh, I mean, you, you know, you got it. You got it what I had
0: to say. Yeah, I understand completely. It's an interesting perspective. I uh, I, I, find it, I find it a bit ridiculous that uh, fans online will say, oh, you know, he's a paper champion, he's not a true champion. But then the real fighters like you who have been fighting for a long time will just t- say, no, he's a man. It's just he wanted money and he was thinking about money. It's an interesting perspective. Um, uh, final question. So let's say you do obviously want to fight in July, August, you said. That's, yeah. that's your goal. What do you believe uh, is the goal out of this fight? Do you just want to win and keep winning and then see where it goes? Or do you have a goal in mind? Do you want to be a champion before you retire? What's your final goal? Man, I like what you said, man. Keep
1: winning, bro. I'm a competitor, man. I'm addicted to winning, bro. That's my addiction. Mm-hmm. I want to win. You know, I want to compete and I want to win. That's that's the thing. And I'm willing to put the, the right effort, you know. Want to win is not enough. You know, uh, dreaming about, dreaming big is not enough. Uh, dreaming high, aiming high is not enough. You gotta be... Ready to put the right effort on it, so that's my goal. Yeah. Still competing and still winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, man. I
0: appreciate the interview. Thank you, thank you for the time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good for your next fight. Thank you. Can. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.